Well, thanks for coming to the We Work Weekend with Warren podcast. Today I am thrilled to have Roger Boucher as my guest. As some of you know, Roger is a magician. He is also a hypnotist. Roger lives in Prince Albert, and I have been enjoying his shows for quite a bit. I maybe should introduce myself before we actually start the podcast. My name is Warren, and I like to interview people who tend to work weekends. So these people are mainly entertainers. Anyway, all the contact information for myself and all the contact information for Roger will be in the show notes below. So let's start the interview. Well, Warren, that sounds very ominous, and I want to thank you very much. I am Roger Boucher. I do both magic and hypnosis as a full-time career, and I'm also a hypnotherapist, so I get the opportunity to both entertain and help people. Really? That hypnotherapist? I, I remember you mentioned that once before. How much of that do you do? It's, it's hit and miss. I don't advertise a ton for it. It's one thing. Advertising is one thing that I need to get better at, but uh, I do have you know, one to three clients a month, which isn't a ton. It could definitely be more if I were to advertise properly. But, but of course your magic and your, uh, and, and your hypnosis on stage, that, that would be your, your main, we'll say bread and butter. Is that correct? I would definitely say the entertainment is my bread and butter. I've been a full-time entertainer for four years now. So it's, uh, it's what I do. And, and um, I know that I've, I've seen your magic show. Um, I've never seen your hypnosis show, so I would love to see that. But I think your magic is the, the kids and, and the parents just are just pulled in by your excitement. I've always been impressed with that. Is, is that something you have to work on, like your stage presence? You know what? It's not. Uh, I find that that's just kind of how I am. You know, like usually you probably wouldn't see my hypnosis shows because I don't hypnotize kids on stage mm-hmm. it's not really a, a okay thing. Yeah, yeah so for kids events it will be all magic uh, but the excitement is just something that i enjoy like i enjoy interacting with a crowd and i find that that style of show is really where my show is at so it, it makes it a lot easier to to get excited when the crowd yeah, becomes excited yeah, like I've, I've seen the kids and they just can't get enough of you They, You know, kids are always excited, but but when they get a chance to be on stage with you, they're just more excited than we'll say than with other performers that I've seen. Oh, that's wonderful. I appreciate that. I mean, it's magic is definitely one of those things where it's unique in the sense where people kids don't often get that opportunity. I mean, they might see it on TV, they see CGI and stuff like that, but seeing something live where their where their senses are engaged in the experience uh, really sets it apart from anything you see on TV or um, any other kind of experience. And that is very interesting. Uh, One thing that I should have mentioned at the beginning in my botched introduction was Roger is one of the, uh, I don't know, you might be the only fluently French speaking uh, bilingual entertainer in Saskatchewan that I know anyway. Uh, uh, how, how often do you get to do a French show? You know, it depends on the month. I mean, there are certain months, like there's Georges Saint-Jean-Baptiste, which is kind of like the Francophone holiday, where I'll have, you know, two or three shows in June. Uh, but it just, it depends on the month. I work on getting school shows in French. 
Uh, there's a lot of community shows that are in French, but they're always in very specific times. So it, it kind of depends. But I believe I know that I'm the only fluently French-speaking magician in Saskatchewan. I haven't yet done any hypnosis shows in French, but I do perform magic in French. So that is one distinction that's kind of important to note. That, that definitely. So the, the fact that you live in Prince Albert, uh, you, you can't possibly make full-time money just working in Prince Albert. So where, where do you go? No, definitely in Prince Albert, one guy can saturate the market. So I travel all over the place. Like recently, I, I showcased at the Rocky Mountain Fairs Association in Utah. So I'm working on breaking into the U.S. I showcased at Ontario Agriculture Association's exhibition, like the, an exhibitions uh, convention recently. So that's, that was in Toronto, which is looking very promising. So I, I pretty much travel anywhere from... BC, like Revelstoke area, it, it, to Ontario. Like at this point, I have not broken into the maritime provinces yet, but the, because I speak French, that is definitely a goal of mine. Yeah, that uh, I I tried to learn French in high school. I tried to learn French in university. It's just my mouth. Either my ears don't hear the sounds or my mouth can't make the sounds. I, I tried. I did six weeks intense French and I just couldn't grasp it. So anybody that can, can speak French and, and help their business, I'm just, I think it's fabulous. Well, I think what it is, so, though, Warren, with any language or any, any skill set, because basically our minds learn things very similarly, but with anything that you're learning, you need to do it. So uh, as an example, like with, with my French, I learned French in school to in French immersion until grade 10 and then grade 11 and 12 are in English. And I didn't use my French for like eight years. And then I got a show in French and they're like, oh, can you do this? I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah, it's going to be really brutal. They're like, it's fine. They're preschoolers. No one cares. As long as it's in French, we'll be happy. I'm like, okay. So then I realized like, Holy crap, there's a benefit in having a second language. So I started working on it, listening to French radio and kind of immersing my mind in it and kind of getting the vocabulary back. But then it wasn't until I had children that really my French ex really expanded because I decided to speak French to my kids exclusively. So as a result, only speaking French to my kids, that's really like how I did it. And it took, it was a struggle. Like, <laughs> When Isla was born, she, she's now seven, I barely talked to her because I didn't really have a vocabulary to talk to her. So I used a lot of translation, like Google Translate, and I'd be like, oh, I remember that word. So it just built over time where I, I forced myself to continue to go through it over and over and do it again. So that was a, that's basically how you learn anything. It's just like a balloon, right? Like if you're learning sure. a new animal, you are going to do it and then you're gonna you start to associate the things with it to other things that you've learned and then it's like oh i do this 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 and this and then you got it right but you have to practice it time before you remember it yeah. and that's all it is so w w with my kids they never cared that i was the balloon guy mm -hmm. as a full-time balloon twister i've done all of my kids birthday parties and nobody cared in fact even the the guests <laughs> of the party didn't care because that 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 guy can't be very good at balloons because it's just 
Amy's dad or it's just Ryan's dad or one of my other son or daughters, you know, it's nobody important. It's just the dad that lives there. Do, have you ever done your own kids' birthday parties? I have not actually. I kind of keep that separate. Like I've, I've, Isla has been interested in learning some magic. So that's one thing that uh, she does one routine and she's gone on stage with me from Canada day with like 300 people in the crowd uh, to another, the first time she did it, we had a, held a special event to like last year I did shows at provincial parks where Isla came around and like, I brought my kids camping for five days and Isla performed every show on stage one for one routine. So she's kind of excited about it. Uh, I don't like, they just know that I'm the magician. They don't like, again, like your kids, they don't really care. They're not like, Oh, my dad's like, my daughter's excited that I'm a magician, but she doesn't often see it. So it's kind of like, yeah, dad does magic. Mm-hmm. This is cool. But dad plays with me or dad takes us to the park or dad, you know, cooks supper or dance. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of, yeah. That's more what it what it's become and what oh, I'm kind of working towards. I don't want to be a magician to them. <laughs> right, right. So here's a question about, uh, you know, you, you live in Prince Albert and that seems to be, we'll say, a little bit away from any of the larger places that you travel mm-hmm. to. Do you find that the, the traveling itself is... Uh, more of an inconvenience have you ever thought of moving to a bigger community you know i've thought about moving to a bigger community there's challenges in that with uh running your own business and being self-employed uh you know there's there's definitely potential or possible benefits to having your own business and and there's lots of benefits mm-hmm. actually however when you work yeah. against paying a ton of taxes the banks look at you in a different light where they're like, Oh, you're not making that much <laughs> So, when the reality could be otherwise. Yeah. Right. Like I own a home right now. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I pay for my home myself with my business and banks. If I were to move somewhere else, there's possible like, well, you don't have enough money. You don't make enough money. It's like, Oh, Okay, so now I'm right. relegated to renting again, so I'm just tossing money away. So I have to, it's a balance of do I decide to move or not. Uh, the, the nice thing is, is that I do like traveling, so I don't mind driving four hours. That's a, a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Me too. And it's just like I, I listen to books. I call friends. I have an opportunity to, to really kind of engage with ideas, think about different plans and and yeah it's it's an opportunity so yeah for sure i understand that um so what advice would you give to anybody that's listening to this that wants to get into your line of work well the one of the best pieces of advice i would say is learn business they call it show business for a reason and business is the larger word. You need to learn business. You obviously have to have a, fa- a great show to be able to do this uh, full time, but you need to learn business. And the other thing is, is there's no such thing as a bad crowd, only bad performances. And, okay. and I say that because all crowds are there for their own reasons. And you're the one being paid as an entertainer. It's not their job to applaud you and like you. It's your job 
to figure out who they are and interact with them because performing is all about personal interactions. When you interact with anyone, like you mentioned earlier, how the kids just light up on stage. And that's because I'm interacting with them Mm -hmm. as people, not as pawns to get a laugh or to get a reaction out of the audience. Yes, definitely. I know what you mean there for sure. You have to treat the children with respect or whoever you're dealing with. Exactly. Like, so you interact with your audience as humans and show your humanity as well. And they love you for it. And that's, that is the the biggest thing. So if if something went wrong, the, the audience was quiet the thing is, is that it may not be that you did a bad job. It may just be that you need to find out if they actually enjoyed it. Cause I've had audiences where they, they were just sitting quiet and I'm like, Oh man, like I totally botched that show. <laughs> and someone came up to me after and was like, that was the best show I've ever seen. I'm like, were we at the same performance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get that sometimes too for sure I, I i can't figure it out but that's you know we 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 tend to do our best and sometimes we just think they're, they're not responding and for whatever reason they just can't shake your hands hand enough after the event exactly so i mean realistically there is no bad audience yeah. and it's just either a bad performance or a missed opportunity to engage with them properly and it's, the, it's ultimately right, the performer's right. responsibility to do that. Okay. So here's an, uh, it's got a few more questions before we wrap things up for the, the day. But when you're booking across Canada, do you do that yourself or do you go through an agent? It depends on the event. So I, have, I work with agents and I work with this one agency called Select Entertainment. And the, only, the reason I mention them is because I really like working with them. I also work with a guy named Wayne Monson at Pacific Entertainment. Uh, these two guys, like I, they, like Select has brought me to Utah. They brought me to Ontario to showcase with them. So they're working for me to get my, these shows up and running in, in outside. And Wayne has mm-hmm. been great with, with me as well. So I find that, like I do work with a lot of different agents and, and that's just more of a recent development. Uh, because for a while it was like, oh, you don't make enough. Come back when you make more, <laughs> when you charge more, right? I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so I do very much enjoy working with agents who are open and upfront and be like, hey, this is the way, this is what we're doing, Roger. This is what we want to do with you. And this is where we're going to push you. And it kind of puts me outside of my comfort zone because if we just stay in our comfort zone, we're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Well, as a magician and, and a hypnosis, and, and I guess you do some improv as well. Is that correct? I do a little bit of improv. I'm working on a francophone improv uh, workshop for schools right now. Okay. Other than that, like I have done improv in the past. It was actually, it's a part of my business. It isn't me. It is, um, it is an improv troupe called Off the Cuff, which will uh, which i can book out as well so they do improv like they did stuff on the wheatland express last year which is a train excursion that leaves waka and they do different events the same as i do it's just it's another form of entertainment for sure just more of what you do yeah part of my business so yeah Would, would your number one thing be magic or would your number one thing be hypnosis 
Uh, it's kind of like, uh, they're, they're kind of 50, 50, actually. They're almost like children, right? You can't really decide which one is, is your favorite. You like them. You love them both. Mm-hmm. And business wise, they, they kind of end up 50, 50 in the end. So it's not really a huge one over the other, which is nice. Yeah. 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 You can split it up two different ways. That's, that's excellent for you for sure. For sure. It's, for it's sure. So, yeah. so of course, uh, in, in the show notes here, I'll list all of your contact information, Roger. Of course you're on Facebook, you've got your website. Uh, I'll put your email in there. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you want to, uh, to let the listeners know about Roger Boucher? Um, I don't know. My shows are all interactive. I mean, they're clean. That that's a huge benefit. I find that a lot of people see who see hypnosis shows are like, oh, I saw this hypnotist at a bar, and he made us do this. I'm just like, okay. And would you ever get hypnotized again? <laughs> Fortunately, some people say yes. Some people do say yeah. no, but I don't ever want that. Like, what I want people, like, I want to build people up in my show, especially my hypnosis show. I want to have them understand the power of their mind and really kind of get them to know that hypnosis is entertainment but it's all about how they engage with the world and ultimately change that perception so yeah excellent yeah well that's that, that, for sure mm-hmm. well that that's fabulous roger i won't keep you any more today but uh, i sure appreciate you coming and anybody listening to this podcast please uh, subscribe and if you uh, want to get in touch with roger as i said all of his contact information will be below And if uh, anyone wants to be a guest on this show, well, just follow all the links also in the contact information below. And uh, hopefully we'll have another episode up in a week or two. And that's about it for today. So thanks, Roger. You have a wonderful day. Thank you, Warren. thanks to everybody else. All right. We'll talk to you later, Roger. Sure. Take care. Thanks again. Okay. Bye for now. All right. Bye.